test prep is so fun, said no teacher ever. But I do want to say that test prep can be engaging, it can be informative, it can be collaborative, and it can be enjoyable. Now, last week, I shared some test-taking strategies that were super helpful for my past students, and I hope you found value in those. If you missed that episode, be sure to listen to the previous episode, episode 77, for seven strategies that are going to assist your students. If you are wondering, how can I keep my students interested in learning with the demands of the test? How can I keep student participation high during this time? How can I adapt my lessons and activities that are conducive for student learning but also enjoyable for me? Then this episode is for you. Join me as I share six ways to keep your students highly interested throughout your test prep season. Welcome to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. I'm your host, Megan Polk. My number one passion is, you guessed it, all things literacy and supporting teachers like you. Join me each week to learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. Are you ready? Let's dive in. I am so glad you are tuning in today. I wanted test prep to not be just test prep, but to be opportunities for learning and honestly for fun. In this episode, I'm sharing ways that I have adapted my lessons and learning experiences for the kids so that we were studying and preparing ourselves for the state exam while also feeling way less stressed and way less overwhelmed. Now, before I dive in, I want to thank each of you who listen to this podcast each week. I am super grateful for your support and your positive feedback. Every direct message on Instagram, email, or feedback review left right here on the show has been read by me, and I appreciate them so much. So I want to extend this ask of you today. If you have been listening for a while, please consider leaving a rating and review of this show, and also consider sharing this show or a specific episode with a friend. I truly enjoy bringing you new content each Monday, and I'm so thankful for your help with spreading the word. So let's address the big topic, student engagement and participation during a stressful time like test prep season. How can it be done? Now, in no particular order, I am going to share some ideas that you can start using as soon as tomorrow. Even if you only have a couple weeks before the test, this is actually a great time to change up the routine and add some new activities so that it sparks some newness to the prep and excitement to your class. I know time is of the essence, so these ideas are pretty low prep and provide just what you and your students need to survive these weeks before showtime. So here we go. Idea number one is show what you know. For this, you're going to need a reading passage. You will want to print the question and answer choices separate from the passage. Do not staple them together. Have the passage separate and the questions separate. On your master copy, you will cover the answer choices and you can cover them with a sticky note or an index card. 
And basically, you will print the answer sheet with just the questions and without the choices for your students. You will also want to print the actual passage questions with the answer choices as well. Once your students read the passage and use their strategies to annotate the text, you're going to give them the blank question sheet. Let them know that these are the real questions, but you want them to practice showing what they know. Remind them that they can get to the answers by thinking, by using their strategies, by using the text, and by being confident. For this, you can let students work by themselves or you can actually let them work with a partner. You can change it up as you need to, but there is a lot of power in collaboration, so I would definitely let your students join forces because discussion is great for engagement. They will read the questions and will write down their answers to the best of their ability. And once you've gone through the questions with your students and cleared up any misconceptions, you are then going to pass out the actual question page with the answer choices that were included with the actual passage. I prefer to do this the next day, but for practicing stamina, it could be done on the same day. Kids are then going to use their answers from their first blank question page, and they're going to try to determine the best answer from the answers provided by the test creator. The second idea is to incorporate common reading activities. Here, you're going to let students read the passage, and when it comes time to answer the questions, you will just provide them with one question of focus. You could differentiate this and give students different questions based on what they need, but that is totally up to you. Once students have their question, they will use common reading activities to answer them. They are familiar with these tools and probably associate the tools with comfort and enjoyment and fun, so you can use these tools to your advantage. Whether it's a graphic organizer, a trifold, a reading response stem card, a printed sticky note, use these tools. Allow student choice if possible because this is going to help with participation and completion. The idea here is that students will answer the question based on the reading skill type of the question. If it's a fact and opinion question, you will supply them with a fact and opinion reading activity tool. If it's an inferential question, then you're going to give them an inferencing tool. If it's a summary question, have your students use a summary tool to structure the beginning, middle, and end. If you want to see an example of this, I'm actually going to leave an Instagram post in the show notes for you. I am showing how you can take a passage and use common reading tools, and in this case, it's a graphic organizer, for students to answer a question based on their knowledge and a familiar tool. It gets them practicing their confidence in, hey, I know this answer, and not getting tripped up because of the testing format of question and four answer choices. You can leave it here at this level of just letting students practice and master the skill, or you can give them the actual questions like the last activity I shared, and then the kids can select the best answer after they've done their own answering first. Idea number three is the cut up. Okay, this is super fun. For this test prep activity, you will have your students read a passage. You can have them read alone with a partner or you can do this whole group as a class. You will cut apart all of the questions and answers that go along with the passage ahead of time. 
This changes up the standard testing format and makes it easier to digest. Kids can answer the questions in whatever order they want to. This is also a strategy that they can use on the test. If they are stuck on a question, they can move on to the next question and then revisit the question that has them stumped at the end. So if you can imagine this, let's say that the certain passage you have has seven questions. If you want to give all seven questions to the kids, you're going to do that. But it's not going to be on a one-page or two-page sheet of paper. You're going to cut question one and the answers apart, question two, question three, and you will essentially have seven slips of paper. Now, this can be really easy to do if you just want to go ahead and mass copy everything and cut it apart on a paper cutter, but your kids can also do this too. I actually prefer it. So what I do is, let's say that it's one page back in front of questions, I will copy two pages, each question set on one sheet of paper each where there's nothing on the back, and then my students get their scissors out and they will cut those questions apart on their own. They love it. It's something liberating about breaking it apart, and then they get to answer these on their own. The goal with this is to have students think about each question individually and to use the elimination strategies that they've learned to narrow down to two choices. If they can narrow down to two choices, they will have a 50% shot at getting the answer correct, and I like to reinforce this to kids. Idea number four is read around the room. Now, this activity is going to be a spinoff from the cut-up activity that I just mentioned. Everyone gets the same passage and will read it whole group, independently or with a partner, and will successfully use their strategies. The questions are cut apart, and in this activity, they are placed all around the room. You can let students work alone or kids can travel to each question in partner groups and they're going to solve the question based on the passage and they're going to use their strategies. To adapt this, you can also have several short passages with only one to two questions selected for answering based on reading skills that need to be a focus and you can let partners read together and answer the one to two important questions together. So this is going to promote more reading exposure and can even allow for more genres to be practiced before the big day. So this is going to get your kids up, moving around. Again, the questions are in shorter chunks, smaller chunks. They're not going to be one big long one-page sheet of questions together, and they get to move around, and it can be really enjoyable and fun. Idea number five is selective questions. I love doing this method of test prep. We all know that passages are long and students are not necessarily thrilled about answering six to eight questions after reading two pages of text. So for selective questions, you're only going to choose two to three questions per passage instead of all of them. You can work in small chunks and focus on what students need practice with the most. You can do this two ways. You can stretch the questions across a few days so that kids feel like they can manage and tackle them. It also helps them with recalling information far beyond just in the moment. You can also choose to focus on two to three questions and simply abandon the rest. Throw them out. Whatever your students need practice with can be the two to three questions that they do. You can also select which students will do which questions based on your data. 
Differentiation is key for test prep. Have kids focus on their deficits if possible, and just know that this selective questioning way of teaching is going to vary greatly based on your students' needs. Idea number six is using response cards. Another way to keep students engaged is by allowing them to show their answer choices using response cards. Now, these are great for many reasons. Whether you're using them whole group or in small group, you can quickly and easily scan the room to see what students have selected. It keeps them safe with answering and quickly gives you necessary data to determine your next steps with moving on or if you need to pause and reteach. These cards are super easy to make. You can actually have your students make them on their own by cutting index cards in half. I recommend using white index cards and letting them color code their answer choices, like A slash F is red, B slash G is blue, C slash H is green, and D slash J is yellow, or something like that. While they do have color-coded index cards, remember that you want kids to truly share their choices without being influenced by others around them, and you don't want them to feel like if they're the only one with the blue card up, that they're wrong. So using the white index cards is just another level of safety, and the kids can make them on their own. I do have a set of response cards. I have a free sample if you want to try some. And then I have a set of more differentiated response cards, and those just offer a lot of different types of different responses that kids could have, whether it's in whole group or small group. So I'm going to leave the links in the show notes for those if you want to even just see what mine look like. But I'm telling you, kids will love to make their own. But if you're wanting to save time, I totally get it. So check out what I've created and see if it's something that can work for your students. Now, response cards, these can also be used for partner checking. When kids are working together, they can select their answer, and on the count of three, they can each flip up their card and show each other what their answer choice is. If they match, awesome. But if they don't match, that is an indicator for them to talk through and figure out what is the best answer to that question. So now you're going to have kids starting to have dialogue with each other. They're going to start explaining And this is the kind of thinking we want, especially if someone has an incorrect answer. There are so many uses for response cards, and these are simple, but the tangible nature of them does add some fun to test prep and sharing answers with each other or with you. Now, this is not one of the ideas I wanted to necessarily share here, but with this whole idea of having response cards, this reminds me of something that I also loved doing. It's a little bit more engaging where the kids get to move around, but it's four corners. You could do the same method where each of the four answer choice options can be in different parts of the room. And when it's time to answer the question, the kids can actually move to whatever corner of the room they're in. And so that's just another way that you can still use response cards for a game like four corners. And this is going to be really fun to get your kids up and moving and sharing their answer choices. I hope these ideas have sparked something within you that will be the turning point of, I can do this, we got this. While these are great to implement in the two to three weeks leading up to the test, these practices you can actually incorporate throughout the year. 
It will make reading practice much more enjoyable and effective if you have students actively participating. So I want to recap the six activities that I shared with you. Do not feel like you have to try all of these, but maybe you want to try one of them because it might be new for your students. It gets them talking, working with others, moving while learning. So do that. So here are the activities. Show what you know. Common reading activities, the cut-up, read around the room, selective questions, and using response cards. As always, I love hearing from you, and I would love to hear which of these you are most intrigued with and most excited about. Teachers everywhere might be feeling the overwhelm and the stress of the test, so please take a moment to share this episode with your coworkers, teacher gram, or anyone you feel could benefit. Thank you so much for listening. I am rooting for you and can't wait to see all of the engaging ways you can have students have fun while learning and while preparing for their test. Remember to enjoy this time with your students. They feed off your energy. You have prepared them well. You should be so proud of yourself. And above all else, remember that kids are more than a score. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Come hang out with me over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive. I would love to hear from you in my DMs. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit that follow button and share this with a friend. I'll catch you in the next episode.